It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, August 19th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. A landslide warning system developed in Sitka is now available to the public as an online app, and work is underway to export the project to other communities in southeast Alaska. The app was unveiled at a meeting of the Sitka School Board Wednesday night. KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports. Lisa Bush is the director of the Sitka Sound Science Center, which spearheaded the project. Bush is a 35-year resident of Sitka, and landslides were not on her radar until a very bad day seven years ago. So this project got started in 2015 when we had a deadly landslide that killed our friends and family. And I can say that I've been here 35 years, and just never thought about landslides until then as a big worry. Mostly we worried about tsunamis. And all of a sudden, people had lots of concerns and lots of questions. What emerged from that disaster on August 18, 2015, was an interdisciplinary research program funded by a $2 million grant from the National Science Foundation. Partners ranged from the RAND Corporation, which did social science, to the U.S. Geological Survey and the National Weather Service, which collected hard data, to the Sitka Tribe of Alaska, which gathered oral histories. In all, there were 30 scientists and university researchers on the team. Bush said the final product had to serve a unique purpose, to give people enough information on if and when to act. People said to us, and I think this is very Alaskan, they wanted to make their own decisions. They, they wanted a digital dashboard that where they could go and look at the risk and then make their own choices about if they should evacuate. This is intentionally different from the tsunami warning system, which issues loud and insistent orders to evacuate, and is more or less binary. A big earthquake occurs and a tsunami is either there or it's not. Landslides are the result of factors that are cumulative, in particular how much rain has fallen or is expected to fall in a three-hour period. And unlike tsunamis, the landslide risk is not shared equally across town. We looked at where are the more landslide-prone areas and where what, what um, part of Sitka is really most prone to landslides. And by the way, it's not the whole town. It's about 10% of our community. So when the landslides first happened, everybody said, well, we're all in a landslide zone. Well, that's not true. About 10% of homes are in landslide areas. The Sitka Landslide Warning app is a web app which opens in a web browser. It shows low, medium, and high risk and generates a curve based on current conditions plus the forecast to anticipate risk up to three days into the future. It's got recommendations on how to evaluate the information based on where you live and what you should do if you decide to leave your home. The app is still being fine-tuned. Emergency planners hope to create messaging to help residents manage landslide risk moving forward. What the emergency response people would like is for you to find a buddy, a buddy system. So my house maybe is close to the water, and so I'm more prone to being hit by tsunamis. And my friend's house is um, someplace else where I can go when there's a tsunami warning. And, and then when there's a landslide warning, my friend can come down to my house and, and be in my safe house. And so we, we're saying, you know, uphill for tsunamis, downhill for a, a landslide. Sitka is just the beginning for what Bush hopes becomes a regional landslide warning system. Work is already in progress to create similar warning systems in Huna, Skagway, Klakwan, Craig, Kassan, and Yakutat. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. 
You can find a link to the Sitka Landslide Warning app on our website, kcaw.org. In other business Wednesday night, the Sitka School Board swore in its newest member. Mitch Mork was appointed back in June, but fishing and other travel didn't allow him to be present for the board's only other summer meeting. Mork has filed to run for a full term on the board in the Sitka municipal election this October. He'll join another appointee, Tristan Gavon, on the ballot. Mork has, was urged by, to run by friends and colleagues at Keat Gushaheen, where he's been volunteering to help with teaching math. Mork is a professional engineer. He says most math Math is taught to kids in the middle academically. At first, he supported students at either end of the spectrum, but it wasn't long before everyone piled on. So I started out helping with both classrooms, with the upper upper end, and then and then switched to the the lower end, and then with my youngest kid, their second grade. Basically, the kids all thought there was something everybody was missing out on, so everybody wanted to work with me. <laughs> so it was so I ended up just working with all the kids at some point. Mork has no previous political or legislative experience. He admits to having a lot to learn on the school board before he can really say how he'll best contribute. I just need to figure it all out, and I just want to get a better understanding of everything. And then once I have my head wrapped around everything, then I'll know what I can add. Mork does plan to use his engineering and project management experience to bring a critical eye to the district's facilities. He's also got a child in Blatchley Middle School, and he was surprised to learn that the building's heat pumps had failed and that the lower floor was without reliable heat for most of last winter. He says his engineering brain went looking for solutions. And then you go in the gym and the uh, the NPR, and it's like roasting in there because of the pool heat. Uh, after I found out about that, I was like, man, there's got to be a way to... Uh, transfer that heat, but I think there's a lot of moisture that they've probably got to deal with as well. Mitch Mork is one of two candidates for the Sitka School Board in October's municipal election in Sitka. You can find out more about all the candidates running for office in Sitka this year on our website, kcaw.org. The municipal election is October 4th. Parents and child care providers in Sitka may be reaching a breaking point, as data suggests that families are leaving or choosing not to come because of the lack of adequate child care. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports on findings from Sitka Tribe of Alaska's recent child care study presented at Harrigan Centennial Hall on Wednesday. For at least a decade, the Sitka Tribe of Alaska has provided assistance to tribal citizens with children in licensed child care and directed federal funds to providers through a Child Care and Development Fund block grant. Melanie Board is the Director of Social Services at the tribe. Once the pandemic hit, the number of tribal children attending licensed care plummeted. So we were kind of at a loss. What do we do? At the same time, the tribe received an additional funding boost through the American Rescue Plan. So they used some of the extra money to commission an in-depth study examining child care needs and gaps in Sitka. What the study found supports what many parents and child care providers have been saying over the last few years. It's the perfect storm. Even with eight licensed facilities in Sitka, child care remains expensive and difficult to access. Most of the facilities are operating at around half capacity, and the main reason these child care providers can't fully open up is staffing. That leaves families without options and providers struggling to keep their doors open. Iris Matthews leads the Stellar Group, the research and consulting firm that conducted the study. The waitlist is over 100 long, and 
And that's probably not everybody looking for care because a lot of people just heard they called, they didn't even bother to put their name on the list because they're going to be number 49, number 50, and they, they need care now. If a child can get in the door, the cost is high for parents, around 16% higher than the state average. And it's high for providers, too. You know, none of them are getting rich on these rates either, as, as challenging as it can be for, for families to, to pay for care. That is the great balancing act that, that comes out, too, is that it's really hard work for providers, too. There are resources to support the cost of child care, both provided by the state and the tribe. But Matthew says enrollment in those programs isn't high. Fewer than 44 are probably accessing any form of child care assistance. Um, that's not very many for all those kids right now. Sitka isn't the only community in Alaska that's experiencing child care woes. Matthews says it's caused enough economic disruption that the business community is paying closer attention. The Alaska Chamber of Commerce published its own research on child care last year. That chamber survey found that 77 percent of parents have missed work because of childcare issues, and they equated it to about $165 million um, in lost kind of lost productivity for our economy. So um, it's definitely an impact. All of this may be affecting a family's decision to have children. Sitka has about 800 fewer residents in 2021 than in 2011, but that population dip is largest among young children. The population of Sitka declined by just under 10%, but the population of children 0 to 12 was down by 29%. We don't really know why that is. Um, one thing we do know is that Sitka has a fairly low birth rate compared to other parts of the state. She said there's speculation that this decrease could be tied to the high cost of living in Sitka and the availability and cost of child care. The majority of survey respondents in the tribe's study cited the high cost of housing and basic needs in Sitka as the number one challenge to raising children here. Number two, a hard time finding childcare. Matthews says advocacy at the state level is a crucial next step, but at the local level, Melanie Board says the Sitka tribe is making moves. Well, I wish we could say that we have all the answers, but we don't. Um, But we have started to think about strategic planning. Board said the tribe is developing its strategic plan to address the child care shortage. Although it isn't set in stone yet, it provides around $400,000 toward programs like mini grants for existing child care providers to build capacity and to provide financial support for in-home and relative care. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. You can find a copy of the 68-page report on our website at kcaw.org. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, August 19, 2022. Today, mostly cloudy, patchy fog in the morning, slight chance of rain, highs in the upper 60s, southeast winds to around 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, patchy fog, lows in the mid-50s, light winds. You're tuned in to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. Thank you.